0: I want to briefly discuss what a warrior disciple should look like. Okay, we've gone through warrior disciple for a while. Now, what does one actually look like? Number one, a warrior disciple should look like an obvious Christian. That's pretty simple, right? Like, duh. I mean, if somebody looks at you, if, you, if you're going to disciple, you ought to at least look like a Christian, right? Now, that doesn't mean you got to dress in robes, you know, and that doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be— bumping Caleb down the road 24-7, okay? You just need to walk, act, and be as close to possible as Jesus Christ. That's your goal. You're trying to mimic Jesus Christ. No one should ever have to question what team you support. It should be obvious in your daily walk, your weekly walk, your monthly walk, you know, it's kind of like uh, you know. It's we talked about. You know, we talk about this a lot, but it's kind of like sports fans, right? Like, okay, if you if, if if show show that first picture, Nick. Okay, who who is does this team root for? Who's this family root for? What team? Yeah, they're baseball fans. You have no idea. Show the next one. Okay, who do they root for? <laughs> you, you should be obvious, right? Like, you should be obvious that it's it's. <laughs> Forgive him, Father. He does not know what he says. It should be obvious, guys. People should know that you're for Team Jesus, right? Am I right? Like, goodness gracious, I get tired of walking around trying to wonder if somebody's a Christian or not. I don't know if you'd name Christian or not, okay? Put a CW sticker on the back of your car and drive right, okay? Don't drive stupid because then it looks bad, okay? Don't do that. Uh, Today, many people define who they are by their name, their jobs, uh, their profession, uh, the people they know. If someone asked you who you are today, and nowhere in that conversation does the name Jesus Christ or a conversation of the kingdom of God come up, you have not identified yourself with Jesus. Let's go look at Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I know I pick at Mikey a lot, but I'm going to actually brag on him right now. If you sit down with Mikey Pulaski—by the way, that's his last name. It's not really Mikey P. Okay. If you sit down with Mikey Pulaski for five minutes— you're going to know he's all about team Jesus. It probably won't take five minutes. We should all strive for that. I told somebody this this morning. The greatest compliment that you can ever receive from someone is not a statement about you. It's a question that they ask you. The greatest compliment is when somebody walks up to you and says, Hey, what church you go to? If they're asking you that question, they know you're a Christian. And they want some of that. So you tell them proudly, Christian Words Church, and you need to bring your butt there next Sunday. Like, you tell them that. But seriously, if somebody asks you that question, then you know that you've done your job of reflecting the love of Christ. It's a great compliment. Number two, a warrior disciple, how they should look. A warrior disciple should look like they are always growing. They're always growing. On April the 7th, 1983, a very good-looking young baby was born. And, And 39 years later, he stands in front of you. It took 39 years to look this good. Don't be hating like that. Just like a baby cannot fully develop into an adult overnight, a new Christian cannot become a warrior disciple overnight. It takes time to grow, it takes time to learn. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with you now, I lied to you just a second ago. When I was born, it's actually on record that I looked like (laughs) E.T. But but now, this is the truth, okay? I need you to get this. I'm I'm really trying to go somewhere. I, I was an ugly baby. But now I look just like my father. Um dang it. <clears throat> my father um that was a true disciple. Um A true disciple guys is a uh, the father who will sit down with their young children, I'll never forget this, and teach them about spiritual gifts at a young age and open that Bible and teach them at a young age. (laughs) Our number one goal as a Christian is to look and act just as much as we can like our Father Jesus Christ. But it takes time. You're going to start out looking like E.T., but in the long run, your goal is to look like your father. I want to go to 1 Peter 2.21. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. You want to follow in Jesus Christ's steps, your father. That's, That's the steps you want to follow in. We will never fully look and act like Jesus Christ because he was perfect. Uh, but we should always be growing and maturing into a strong warrior disciple. So how do you do this? How do you turn into a strong warrior disciple? You, you have to get fed. You have to get fed. You have to eat. H- how many of y'all have a garden at your house? Show of hands. might got a garden at their house? Okay, If the apocalypse happens, I'm coming to y'all's place. Okay. <laughs> but you know this. If you plant a garden, you, you, you have to feed it. You have to feed it. You've got to water it. You've got to fertilize. If you don't, what happens to the garden? It dies. In order for a baby to grow strong, it has to eat. You have to feed it. And in order to keep it alive, you have to feed it. If you go too long with starvation, you will die. The Christian walk is no different. You have to continually get fed if you want to become a strong disciple. Don't get stagnant. Or stagnant. Stagnant. It's Cass County. It's all good. It's fine. Thank you. You get it. Ways to be fed, okay, to get fed. It's personal studying, obviously on your own. Prayer time, very important. Uh, You learn through your own trials. That one's hard sometimes. Bible studies, surround yourself with good people. Mentors, strong mentors. So many people... Are not, are, they're not spending the time they need to, to be discipled. There's a lot of people who want to be discipled, but then they don't put the time in to do it. And I'm going to break this down for you. Okay, a strong disciple doesn't just come to church on Sunday. That's right. There's 600, excuse me, there's 168 hours, make sure I'm getting this right, in a week. Yes, 168 hours in a week. Okay? So, at 168 hours, if you take that and you spend one hour... Did I get that right? No. Is that right? Yes. 160 hours a week. Okay, if you spend one hour... I know, I know, right? If you spend one hour at the church... And that's it. On an entire week, right, just but one hour, you have spent less than 3% of your time getting discipled. Y'all follow that? Less than 3%. If you're just coming to church and you're not doing anything on your own, you're way, ah, there's so much more for you. There's so much more for you. Let's go to number three because I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to get somewhere. Number three, uh, a warrior disciple should also look like a teacher. Okay? So, so once you've looked like an obvious Christian, you're growing in your walk, then you should look like a teacher. Okay? Um, the way you can tell who is a strong disciple is by the people they have discipled. And uh, but, but, you know, the thing is, y'all just said that you, you're like, Mike you just told me that I needed to be learning and not teaching as much and so forth. But, see, this is called discipleship. One of the biggest problems I see in some churches today, some churches today, uh, they're more worried about growing their attendance than discipling the people that God has put in their flock. It's not about numbers. You know, Katie just said that just a second ago you know, sometimes she may make five bags in a month, but the thing is, is she's going to disciple those five people. Our church has never been about numbers and it never will be about numbers. I need y'all to understand that. I'm not saying that God won't bless this church and it'll explode and so forth, because to be honest with you, I'm going to go and be bold. It will. I know he will. I know he will. But I need y'all to understand one reason he's going to do that is because we don't care about numbers. I would rather have a church, right now, there's probably 200 people in here. I'd rather have a church of 200 strong warrior disciples than a church of 2,000 that are only going to church just for Sunday. God says when two or more are gathered that he is there and things will be accomplished. Can you imagine what a church would be like of 200 if it was that way? It'd be a lot of movement. go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Okay, so this is Paul writing to Timothy, and he's trying to tell him that you need to go past this on, but if you notice the word that it says— it says TRUSTWORTHY. I've got that in all caps, right? I want you to think about something. And I'm probably fixing to step on some toes. But, but, I, but I need you to get this, because I, I got my toes stepped on when I thought about this. Because years ago, I can remember this, okay? Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Let's say you've been at the church For a while or you've been a Christian for a while or let's say you're a visitor today and you go to another church and you've been there for a while and you're not getting discipled you're not getting discipled there's three reasons for that number one the church isn't doing a good job okay number two you're not doing a good job and then number three if the church is doing a good job and you're not getting discipled You're not trustworthy. I take this verse very serious. In fact, some of y'all know this. People that have come to me and want to be discipled, I sit down with them, and I make dang sure they're serious about it. And I do test to see if they're trustworthy. If they want one of... One of my older mentors, like Don, to come teach to them. I'm fixing to talk to them before I send them to Don to see how serious they are and can we trust them. If we're going to put the time and the effort in you, can we trust you to pass it on? See, that's the thing. It's not so much trusting you. It's trusting that will you pass it on. Sometimes you're not going to get discipled because they don't want to waste their time and your time. You have to show people that you're willing. You have to show people that you take this serious. If you do that, you'll get discipled. It's biblical. But Micah, how do I disciple? It's actually very simple. There's there's a lot of ways, but I'm going to show you one way today that nobody can say they can't do it. Because a lot of people will say, well, I can't be like Katie. I can't go start a ministry. Micah, I can't be a pastor like you. I can't do that. You know, I can't do these things. I'm not called to do this. Okay, well, then here's one thing you are called to do. Go to Matthew chapter 419. This is Jesus speaking. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. All he was asking them to do was come hang out. Just come hang out with me. Philippians 4.9. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Just hang out. That's Paul. Just just, just hang out. Let people see how the Christian life should be lived. Ask a younger Christian in their walk to lunch one day. Just hang out with them. Don't bring your Bible. You ain't got to bring your Bible. I mean, you, that sound bad. A pastor just said don't bring your Bible. Put it in your car. You might need to go get it. But don't try to overwhelm a young Christian in their walk. I mean that. You're a walking, talking Bible. Okay? But have it close enough because that's your weapon. Amen? Okay. Take them to a cup of coffee. Get a cup of coffee. Uh, Ladies, go grocery shopping together. If you're you're a lady that's strong on your walk, you know somebody that's not, you want to get together and disciple them, just go grocery shopping together. Work out together. Do a Bible study together. Watch a football game together. I challenge all of y'all to do this. There's a lot of really strong people in this room. And if you look around, you know that there's some of us younger folks here that still need to be mentored and taught and discipled. For some of y'all that are older on your walk and stronger in your walk, doesn't have to be an old person, by the way, just stronger on your walk, and you see somebody and and, and you know them, they go to church here, even if they don't go to church here, that doesn't matter either, right? Because we're discipling for God's church, Amen. But if you know somebody that's not that strong on their walk, they're struggling, they're going through some things, and you're like, you know, I, I can help them. I know I can. I've been through that. I've lived this situation before. Reach out to them. Reach out to them. I challenge you to do that this week. Think of somebody. Pray not. Don't think. Pray about it. God, who is it that you want me to go and disciple? He'll put them in front of you. He'll open that door. He'll show you. We need to be doing more and more than that as a church. And and let me tell you, this church does a really good job of that. Do, we do a phenomenal job at that. But we can always do better, right? Never be satisfied when you're building God's kingdom. Sometimes... You may disciple somebody and and you don't even know you're doing it. There's a man that used to go to a church that I used to attend and and I've talked about him before but I've never said his name and I won't say his name. Um, Some of y'all know who I'm talking about because we went to church together but this man um, was always slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. He was real well known in town, still still well known in town. And, and at the church, I mean, I'll just be honest with you. He was probably the richest person at our church. Probably had the most money, most wealthy person at our church. You'd never know it. Every Sunday when service was over, he took the trash out. Every Sunday, that was his job. Most wealthy man at the church. He didn't even have to say anything to me, and he discipled me just by watching that. Sometimes you don't even have to speak. Just do the right thing. Be humble. The strongest, the absolute, strongest characteristic of a Christian leader, any leader, is humility. If you stay humble, you're going to disciple, and you don't even have to say a word. You' going to say nothing. A disciple. What they look like? They look like Will and Hillary Harris, who last week took in all the young adults at their house. (laughs) Will sat out there and cooked burgers in a hundred degree heat for everybody to eat, and just visit and fellowship. And then he let, me, he let me beat the mess out of all of them in, in beanbag throws. That's discipling. That's what that is. Discipling is going out after church today, like Mikey, putting 150 bags together full of food and goodies and handing them out to people and loving on them. He's not standing up here preaching. Will and Hillary aren't standing up here preaching. The disciple is is Carrie Parr sitting in the back back there. She's a teacher. She brought a Bible study class to Redwater High School. She's made dang sure that sucker's going on. She's touching kids' lives. That's a disciple. You don't, it's not something special, guys. That sounded bad. It's special. It's not something unbelievable. It's just hanging out. It's just hanging out. I challenge you today, again, find somebody and disciple them. We need your help, and God sure as heck needs our help. I'm going to read this poem, guys, and then I'm going to close this out. This is a poem by Edgar Guest. I don't know if any of y'all know who this guy is. Edgar Guest. He died in like 1950, uh, but he wrote this poem. uh, It's called "Sermons We See." I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with with me than merely tell the way. The eyes a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see good put in action is what everybody needs. You don't have to do anything amazing. Just live the Christian life and love on people. That's all you got to do to grow the kingdom, guys. And that's what a disciple looks like.